everybody, and welcome back to another episode of me sitting on Twitter waiting for Woj to drop a bomb on us. I'm your host, Zach Cronin, and today we are filming, recording, whatever, recording a NBA trade deadline special. And by we, I once again brought my friend Colin back. Colin, please introduce yourself. Colin and I did a podcast a couple weeks ago talking about um, All-Stars, stuff like that, but today was up, today's a much more monumental occasion colin was actually the one who invited himself onto this podcast and i respect him a lot for it so we're just gonna get right into it i'm gonna start with the biggest trade of the day colin please give me your opinion on the clippers trading Derek walton jr to the hawks for cash there you go I mean, honestly, I'd be remiss to not mention mm-hmm. the Hawks as a contender at this point. Um, you know, they just got Skull Lavissier. Would they? They got two million to I, take I him on as well. That. Yeah, that's what a else, lot of money. What else is there to say? You know what I mean? These guys are uh, really putting together a squad down there. <laughs> I don't think so. Nothing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Were there anything? Was there anything else that yeah. happened today? That's one of those <laughs> trades where it's like. I love, it's just I love the collective response on Twitter because everybody's just a like, big who trade the hell happens is that? right before it or a trade happens right after. And everyone's attention is diverted to the big trade. Like, I think pro- probably the biggest trade today was the D'Angelo Russell trade. So, for anyone who doesn't know, the Minnesota Timberwolves finally got their guy, D'Angelo Russell, to pair with his friend, Carl Anthony Towns. Now, the package sends D'Lo. Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman to the Timberwolves and the Warriors get back Andrew Wiggins and two, I believe it's two 2021 picks. One of them is a first and I believe the other is the Timberwolves second rounder. I know Woj had to um, amend some of the details on that one trade, but regardless, they got Wiggins and two picks. Um, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. For the Timberwolves? Am I surprised? Um, Surprised at what exactly? Are you at surprised? Of this, of this deal? I'm pretty surprised. Okay, so... Right, now the... At everything. I, I am a little Timing, surprised. Timing, package. Well, I'm not surprised, excuse me. I mean, Golden me. State had every reason to hang on until the summertime. Because with Steph and Clay coming back, he really has no place on the roster. It would be very strange for them to throw out a three-guard lineup with Steph and D'Lo in the backcourt and then Clay on the wing. I'm not sure how well that would work for them. Granted, it doesn't matter because they have, what, 12 wins right now? But uh, returning Andrew Wiggins is... It's something. It's something. Granted, they do have the pick as well, which is probably going to be on... It's, I think, middle of the first round, close to the lottery. What's the, what's the Timberwolves record? I know they're not that great. But... Oh, fun. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> Minnesota has a three-game oh, lead. They've lost 13 straight now. In the win column. Which is my other the thing. They are the I'm second worst sure team that... in the West, and the Warriors are the worst. So, I, I mean, the Warriors, they have a quality pick now. Two quality picks. Another one, yeah. I mean, another one, because they have their own as well. But I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. 
I feel like there's a lot of pressure now. Timing of trades is everything, right? Because now they brought in D'Angelo Russell. They're on a 13-game losing streak. Like, the pressure for them to win now is everything. Or we could see this thing blow up, like, as soon as the summertime. Right. I just – that's why, for me, if I'm the Timberwolves, I think you – now, granted, I'm not in the locker room. I can't hear how pissed off Cat is. But it's just – I can't believe that this got done today. I really thought this was going to be something that dragged into the summertime. What? Especially for Golden State to only get one (laughs) first-round pick. I mean, that's like – Bro! We have a live Woj bomb. Cleveland – Cleveland has traded for Andre it's, it's Drummond. Got, Details yet Thompson to be released. That's bro. It's Tristan Thompson, probably it has to be to start with. Do you think they would? No, there's no way that Detroit. That's interesting. So, in addition, and we're not going to get caught up on everything at once, but Karan Butler is oh, tweeting the, that the oh, Clippers have traded the Jerome Robinson to the Washington <laughs> I mean... Wizards. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was high on him when he was coming out of college. Yeah. And, and you had... I love Jerome. You had Chris I like Haynes Jerome. tweet a couple but hours ago no, that Andre it Drummond. was increasingly likely that he was going to stay in Detroit. Yeah, so like... What? No, and see, I thought that was smokescreen from the jump because there's just no way... We're talking about the same front office that moved Tobias Harris for Blake Griffin. There's no way these guys are, excuse me, dumb enough want, to I hang on to Andre Drummond. Up, man. When you know damn well, despite how high his player option is, he's going to opt out and leave. Cleveland? Um, no, I need it now. I mean, do you think they really sent a first-round pick? There's no way. At, at, I'm sorry. Let's, let's give everyone a time check. It's 2.20 p.m. Eastern time. There's no way that this late it's in the trade Cavs, deadline they sent a first round pick for Andre Drummond. I'll be shocked. I, damn, I don't even know like how to process this. I don't know. So I, don't I mean, know. what is the motive? Like before you see the details, what's the motive for Cleveland? I want to hear what you think the motive for Cleveland is. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's known what the motive for Cleveland okay, has been since say, LeBron left. The Cavs roster real quick because uh, I want, I'm they're just a bunch of slugs. Out. You know, it's hard. Where are they? They're at the bottom of the standings, of course. Oh, naturally. So now, I mean, in my head, provided Thompson's been moved, because I have a really hard time believing that. I mean, I mean, do you think that Detroit would really try and roll out Blake Griffin and Kevin Love in the front court? No way. No. Oh, and here and here's so it's got to be it's got to be Thompson. It's got to be Thompson and some other salary to fill in. Probably Brandon Knight, if I had to guess, my boy. Listen, bro. No, that's just Shams reiterating. Man, that's what happens. Poor Shams, dude. He just he loses every time, bro. I don't think he's won like a deadline yet. He'll have his day though. Okay, so oh, okay, okay. David Hold Aldridge. Is, so now David Aldridge is just confirming just that, that the Pistons will receive the Wizards are working Knight, to get Jerome Robinson, John Henson, and a second so. round pick. Bro, called it. There has to be. Uh, okay, so they're keeping Thompson. 
I they look, have to be I knew that they were going to budge for a second round pick. I knew that they would. It just didn't make sense to keep just so I mean, they had to budge. And like, dude, I don't even. <laughs> what if the what if the Cavaliers that's, that's take over the now, back end of the trade for Drummond <laughs> without giving up? That would be hilarious. Piece of Just their blowing it up. Core. KOC though. I don't know. Are they drunk over in Detroit? Like, I mean, they're what an hour back. It's it's one thirty. It's possible. What time yeah, is it in Detroit know. right now? Are they an hour behind? I forget. <laughs> Yeah. My, t- my timeline is just like everyone <laughs> it's just yeah it's everyone just like that's tough there's right. just everyone's like why cleveland it doesn't i called it though brandon knight man my guy stays on the move i think look dude if i'm a gm and all i have to do is give yeah, up expiring I mean... contracts and a second round pick to get what is it february three months of Andre Drummond. I'd do that every it day of the week. It still just doesn't really make sense. I, for Cleveland, it's a steal. That's my my final grade is an A+. You get Colin Sexton, but Colin Sexton and Darius Garland get like... He's a very he's a very good center. Not like the best center, of course, but he's like the most like... He's his own stereotype. He's his own archetype of like big man where he's very standard. Yeah. Like he's, he's going to box out. He's going to get the rebounds. And he's going to score from within the post. And that's about it. Uh, and that's good for them to have because they've been playing with Kevin Love a lot of the time at center too. I'd have to see, you know, how much, how many minutes he's played at, at the center position. But it's just, he's a little different. Eli? I think you get those guys back to the basics, especially for, um, and I don't want to screw up the coach's name. Is it, is it Balin? Bylin? Beeline. Yeah. See, there we go. Third time's a try. Yeah. Especially for him too. And he's struggling. Maybe these guys are just trying to get back to the basics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, got, you break it down to fundamentals. You got a point guard. You got a I shooting guard. You got a small forward, power forward, and now you have a center hold on who is not going to see any minutes at the power forward the slot. Bench because according to basketball reference, um, now their estimates, of course, aren't accurate, but they're accurate enough. So right now, the Cavaliers' primary center is Tristan Thompson, who's played 100% of his minutes there. There's The next two are... Ante Zizic and Marcus Bolden, who combined, have played 162 minutes this year. Um, and then after him, their backup center is Larry Nance. And then it was John Henson a little bit further down. But Kevin Love has played 98% of his minutes at power forward. So he's probably going to stay in that slot. And then have, I mean, and yeah, I mean, they have a presence in the paint now, which is yeah. nice. They're gonna play Kevin Love next like to Andre Drummond. I'm about actually, it. you know, a threat on offense. It's just, it's very, very surprising. My yeah, my only thing is you know how this affects, and again, it'll be interesting, man, because yeah, this I, is really, I don't know if this is the best or the worst situation for Andre Drummond. Yeah. He's going to Cleveland right before his big payday. I mean, he may end up having to opt in now because he's playing for the Cavaliers. Uh, and they're really bad. Like, the narrative that Andre Drummond just is not a plus and he's not a minus on any team. He's not negative. He's not positive. He doesn't affect winning. And he more so, you know, yeah, affects I losing, mean, if anything. Cleveland's one of those places. Uh, they're one of those I'm not sure that Cleveland's like the best place to mop up that narrative. Nothing, it <laughs> seems like they can do nothing right. 
They're almost like the Midwest version of the Knicks of the Suns. Where even if they were to do something good, they wouldn't get credit for it. Like, you know, living in New York, I see a, I see a significant amount of Knicks and Nets coverage. And right. they're just like, sometimes the Knicks will mess up. Or no, no, excuse me. Sometimes the Knicks will do something good and people will still hate it. Like I saw some people saying some shit about, uh, what's his name? Steve Mills yesterday about how firing them wasn't really smart. Granted, they were the minority, those people who thought that. But I was like, why? Like, he obviously he was obviously bad. Why wouldn't you like just dump him? They did a good thing. But I I want to somehow tie this back to the team that I think has had the best deadline so far, and that is the Miami Heat. Now, I'm sure you saw the reports that the Heat, Grizzlies, and Thunder were trying to facilitate a three-team deal, which hasn't materialized, and it's probably not going to. But even so, the Heat and Grizzlies... How'd you get it before me? Who's it from? Oh! Trade! Trade! Trades! Uh Who? John Krasinski of The Athletic. Timberwolves are trading Gorgie Deng to Memphis for James Johnson. Quentin Mayo. The Wizards are trading Jordan McRae to the Denver Nuggets for Shabazz. From Mr. Krasinski? Shit is popping! Okay. No, the other one was from uh, Quentin Mayo. He's uh, he's an on-screen... He hosts the uh, Wizards Outsiders for NBCS. Minnesota has entered the chat. Bro, oh, what is happening? Minnesota has joined the Miami Memphis deal. Yeah, literally. We got Shams. Okay, Damn. just he's he's confirming the uh, Morris trade. God damn it. Wait, I just realized that Brandon Knight is going back to the Pistons. <laughs> Keith Smith, Washington Wizards have a trade lined up for Isaiah Thomas. There's a lot going. There's a lot going on right now. Like I'm on. Do you use TweetDeck? You should. It's just like it's a great way to melt your brain. So the way the way my thing is set up, you have all these columns or whatever. No. The home screen and my notification screen are the first two that I see. Now the home screen, it's just it updates in real time, so it's just like a wall of content going down. And it's impossible to keep up with it's an it's impossible to keep up with what's going on, but but it's all trade related stuff. Oh, so that's you awesome! Could easily miss a deal like you were talking about. Um, the two deals that you just mentioned, I I didn't see because I don't have the notifications turned on. Yeah, nor do I have the notifications turned on for those reporters. Like, because there's just so much going on. Yeah. Damn. I don't either. I follow some of them just because I have to, obviously. But um, I'm just like, Pistons essentially is, dumped Andre Drummond mean? because they Hold wanted on, to avoid the possibility. They I'm wanted to avoid the possibility that he opted into his contract for next right season. Now. Damn. Detroit means they didn't want him. Oh my god! Trade deadline F. So KOC right. says that the Pistons dumped Andre Drummond because they wanted to but avoid that, like, the that possibility that he would sense. opt in. Well, Basically, I mean it does, but it doesn't because him, like all the way. Hold on, I, I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing it now. Shout out to my guy Doug. 
for retweeting this. And then the second half of the paragraph of KOC's paragraph goes, so Detroit clears cap and Cleveland gets a discount opportunity to see what Drummond can do with Sexton and Garland. But the thing is, who are they clearing? Who, who are the Pistons clearing cap for? Listen, I love I love me some DeMar DeRozan, but who are the Pistons? I mean, DeMar DeRozan, obviously. <laughs> when when Lowe said on the watch list, um, especially the other day, that he was the guard version yeah, of Andre Drummond, I literally spit up my beverage. Bro. Are they just they're gonna do a straight up? Should swap. we just go ahead? Can we Trademark the Davis Anthony Davis to Detroit rumors. Can we start them right here? Let's see. Let's see what else did we miss. Yeah. Wolves are dealing towards you. Yeah. Chill, man. <laughs> that happened too. That's fire. Um. Honestly, while we're here for ten seconds, I like Jordan McRae for the Nuggets. That's huh? a good deal. <laughs> what? The yeah, that's what I was saying. He got traded for Shabazz. Right. So. Yeah. The Wizards' worst position all season long has been yeah. point guard. So today they get Jerome Robinson and Shabazz Napier, which is good, especially if they're getting rid of Thomas because he's just been terrible. So they dump off McCray and for Shabazz, which for the Nuggets is like a great pickup. Right. He went like uh, a four-game span where he was averaging like 32 points. Which for the Wizards, obviously. But still, that's a good pickup for a contender. Yeah. Dude... <laughs> So all these, it's like all these little things keep popping up, yeah. but of course the Wizards are going to be like, no, no, no. It's not all the way to like Kevin Durant territory, but it seems mm-hmm. like Wall's going to come back because right. It at least in my head, it just, number one, you're going to want to do what Wall wants nine times out of 10, especially if he's healthy. Um, yeah. But he's like been talking to fans like but courtside he's, and he's being like, look, himself. you guys are going to have to like just watch me during warm-ups, you know, was... soon enough, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, like throwing all these hints out there. Um, at the end of the day, the Wizards. Yeah. Oh, no, he's all over the place. Yeah, he's draining threes. He's doing step backs, fadeaways, dunks, cross-court movement. Like, he's healthy. I'm confident. They are just waiting to see. I think the Wizards need to get to that place where, God bless them, they know for a fact that they won't be going to the playoffs. And then it's like, okay, right, Bradley Beal, let's get you some I rest. Mean, let's least... get John Wall back in the mix. Then maybe yeah. the last 10 games of the season, we play Wall and Beal. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he just got his because nose dude, broken, We saw too. what happened with Kristaps Porzingis. He came back so <laughs> rusty, man. He's just now getting into his stride, and it's February. That's the last thing you want. Yeah, no, I saw that. But that's the last thing you want for John Wall, especially for this team. Like, next year is so pivotal. I can't stress that enough because – I I loved uh it went unnoticed but Wash said on the on the special yesterday yeah. that we would have seen a bidding war like nothing we've ever seen at the deadline if Bradley Beal had been available and hadn't signed that extension. Uh he completely changed the trajectory of the trade deadline. Obviously we're seeing some names move, but uh mm-hmm. you got to you got to get that ship. You got to write that ship as soon as possible. So I think they bring Wall back. I mean, we got a whole bunch that we didn't talk some, about. Uh, some reps in. Let's see. Oh yeah, Come before, on, I need some more trades. Before yeah, before well now they got Jerome Robinson, which is nice. Damn, all right. Damn. <laughs> no, it's okay. Sweet and it's fine. Usual. It's fine. So what I was saying before. Sorry. No, he just retweeted. Sorry, yeah. I'm shitting on champs. <laughs> I, I mean, what did he just though. say? He literally. He just Listen, tweeted, tweeted ready to witness podcast, some, I, his I, own I advertisement. Like, watches out here dropping bombs, son. Lace up Jay isn't getting the game. Drummond news. I want to talk about 
the Miami Heat and how I think they've had the best trade deadline so yeah, far. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I mean, I think it was you and I who talked yeah, about – Yeah, I mean, trade deadline, yeah, offseason. You could probably really say they've had the last, like, the best year, 12 months. But I think now – I think Pat Riley – Like, around the association. Has a chance to do that. Yeah. Well, with – and to be honest, too, uh, you know, with Presty oh, not doing anything, that's going to that's gonna help his case all the more. Yeah. Um, you talked about Sean Marks. Yeah, just clarification on the draft pick. Uh, yeah, now here's the thing. I like the Iguodala trade for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Because I've been seeing some slander on the timeline. Uh, the Heat know that they're going to go far. Are they the three seed or the two seed? They're the four seed. Wow. Okay. They're the four seed, Either but one. they we are two Most likely they're, they're the going to have home court advantage. They're going go to go at Raptors. least to the so second they round. they could... Be the two seed oh, by the wow. end of the season. Okay. Well, then they're going to have to step it up a little bit. Okay, cool. Right. So, but with the Heat trade, people mm-hmm. don't realize that they traded three guys that weren't even playing yeah. for them right now. James Johnson, Dion Waiters, and Justice Winslow. And they're Dude, that, that good right now with all over. three of those guys. So if you can add it in Iguodala now. I will say if they would have gotten Gallo looped in, like mm-hmm. I would have loved this trade for Miami. Yeah, but you still have to like the trade. Still, you still have to like the trade. Uh, Iguodala's got a pedigree, and I'm telling you right now, the fact that he's there, they may have just put themselves mm-hmm. into the buyout market a little bit more too now. Uh, obviously, the Lakers are going to be active. The Clippers are going to be active, and Waj has talked about that. But with it's Iguodala possible. not going I mean, to either of I those guys and the kind of team that they're putting together, about I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple guys go from the buyout market over Jay there. Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill. Now, Iggy, of course, he's fantastic. He's going to play a limiter. He's going to play a limited role, but he, that's something he's already conditioned to after spending what was it, three or four years? Oh. The Warriors. Yeah. Facts. Now, I'm going to pull up. Crowder's numbers. Yeah, let me apologize right now, to Jay Crowder. So. I completely forgot that that happened. I did not mean he's to He's shooting very poorly right now. However, he he has had quality shooting seasons in the past. So he could he's a difference get maker. hot, but I think he's just more of like someone that you just put out on the perimeter as like an intimidator, kind of. It's like I wouldn't say he's an elite defender. But he's someone who, you know, he's he's serviceable. Yeah. Right? I think. I don't know. I could probably just talk, be talking out of my ass right now. <clears throat> At the end of the day, he's an asshole. I saw Iguodala's an asshole. Saw Jimmy's an asshole. They're one asshole away from being just like, like monsters on the court. <laughs> like Pat Beverly on that team. And then it was yeah. Well, they left out Jay. I'm like, dude, like Crowder's an asshole too. Does no one remember him like poking John Wall in the nose in the middle of that scrum a year or two ago? Shout out to whoever tweeted that. Yeah, no, I mean, I always like to give credit, but that's a good point. I mean, the Miami, they're going to be a tough team. They're going to be a tough team to play uh, because they just have a bunch of guys who just work. Yeah, I I mean, mean, I don't. If we're going Solomon for like NBA all team effort, then they're only missing like season. two guys around the league. And I think you that I mean? might be that might be 
Oh, Miami is already the second best shooting okay. team in the in the league. Wow. Dude, look at this squad, right? So you have Bam, Jimmy Butler, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson. I'm ready. Goran Dragic. Dragic. Tyler Hero. Derek Jones. Myers Leonard. And now Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. They are they are twelve people deep. That, yeah, yeah. I, I thought. I mean, they just have a deep squad. Deep. There's no Miami is Miami is deep. And what's crazy is, they're gonna have to. Yeah. Now the the thing with Milwaukee, they're deep yeah, in a different so sense though because already. they've got guys that have been playing together. But they're already the Miami team is still going to have to wear, even yeah. if it, it impedes them a little bit. It's not detrimental because they could they still have they have a lot of talent still. I mean, you, they have two all stars on their team, and then Goran Dragic. He may he's not an all star, but he's a quality player. He's a veteran. He knows how to yeah. make plays. And then you have a couple rookies that aren't afraid of the moment, which is quite impressive. I mean. I don't know where that yeah, comes from. I, I mean, Jimmy Butler, he, just, he may be a motivational he speaker once he the, retires. Get the most out of people. <laughs> like he inspires. I think that's something that isn't really talked about because they always like to talk yeah. about how he destroys franchises. But when you have someone who has the same mentality as Jimmy Butler, where it's kind of like, I want to be great. I'm working to make myself great, and I want you guys to all reach at least like put in the same amount of effort. That I am, you know, because Jimmy knows at his best, he's arguably one of the 10 best players in the league, right? Not everybody is going to be as talented as him, but that doesn't mean they can't be as talented in their role, right? So Jimmy's going out doing all this stuff, you know, playmaking, playing defense, grabbing rebounds, scoring when he has to. That's a lot of effort required of him. And is he wrong to expect the same thing when it comes to Duncan Robinson shooting threes? It's like... I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I always say you always hear about his story. Yeah, dude. His uh, come up is it's one of the all time. He was like stories. homeless at one point, you know, and it's just that's why, you know, for him to be where he is I saw, now. <laughs> I saw the J. Okay. Seventy sixers are trading James Ennis to Orlando. <laughs> Imagine Stop, stop, stop. Come back. So here's something. All of a sudden, the Clippers package for... What did it change to? Marcus Morris has, like, changed. Bro. Son. Everyone's saying that there's not going to be any young guys. That's the case. But it's literally just going to be Picks and Mo Harkless. Fucking riot. They're going to riot. I'm going to be pissed. Bro. You can hear it firsthand. I'll, I'll speak for the entire fandom you for know the next 30 minutes me. in a fucking filibuster. I saw some shit today where I'm pretty sure I, re- I'm pretty sure I retweeted. I think it was Ramona Shelburne yeah. reported this, and she goes, pretty epic showdown between the Clippers and Lakers from Marcus Morris. For the Knicks, quote, there's no deal without Kuzma, and the Lakers at this late hour remain reluctant to part with him. Why? the Why? Why are you reluctant to hold on to Kyle Kuzma when – it's obvious that Marcus Morris is significantly better. 
Not only that, Marcus Morris will help you win a title right now. Kyle Kuzma will not do that. There, Who else in the league is shooting damn near 50% from three on, what is it, eight attempts or something that he has? All right. I was way off on both. Regardless, he's shooting 44% from three on six attempts and is averaging 19.6 points a night. That is, on the Lakers, that is something they need. And it's something that Kyle Kuzma is not giving them. Like, I, I don't understand why Kyle Kuzma is the one creating the snag in this trade. Yeah, I don't And it's funny because there's a reason, obviously, that he lasted the uh, Anthony Davis trade. I think that for mm-hmm. New Orleans not to want him, and at the same time for Los Angeles to want to keep him, which both can be true, right. because it's obviously true now. I think uh, the Lakers the don't want Davis to give him up. Timeline was weird because it really showed everyone how to value the young prospects. So I think it's clear that Brandon Ingram had the most potential out of them. Lonzo Ball also had potential, but there were also some durability concerns. And I mean, both of them are playing fantastic basketball with New Orleans. Ingram is clearly, he's clearly the best of the three players, but Lonzo Ball in the right system where he can kind of just float around and pass and hit and catch and shoot jumpers. He'll fill that role fine. Now, Kuzma is very interesting because he had two quality seasons coming out of college. So over his first two seasons, he averaged 17 points on 45% shooting. Those are respectable numbers for a young player. Some guys that are seven, eight years deep into into their career don't average that. So, the Lakers maybe felt that he was closer to his ceiling than the other guys, which kind of understandable in a sense, but now he just, he seems so out of whack on the roster because he's not really a perimeter guy, but he's also not the best shot creator, especially at his size. I mean, of course, the one thing that the Lakers... I mean, none of it makes sense. It's kind of unfortunate is that they would have to trade somebody else because Kuzma's making, like, what, one and a half million this year? He makes two million. He's making two million this season and three and a half... I think he makes more than ...for next season. So he's still on his rookie contract. Yeah. So they would have to... They probably would have had to trade Danny Green... (laughs) That's what it is, yeah. ...to make the money work. And I'm not sure you can afford to... Yeah... At his peak, Danny Green is and that's the, you don't do that. You don't do that. that is as the there's this narrative cap. that Green is a bad postseason I mean, player, but that's Danny no, Green that's at true. his best is probably the best three and thank you three and D guard on the market. I mean, it's not a fluke that he played a role in two championships. Like if we could just pull up the numbers right here. In twenty fourteen, in the postseason twenty fourteen Averaged 23 minutes a game and shot 47.5% from three. Now, last season with Toronto, played more, 28 and a half minutes. Didn't shoot as well. Weirdly enough, he was down. He was below 33%, which is 
very uncharacteristic. But his presence as a defender is something that you really don't want to part with unless the return for it balances it out. And the narrative that he doesn't produce in the postseason is it's garbage. This guy shoots 40% from three for his career in the playoffs. He's been on the big stage. He knows how to play in the postseason. Yeah, and he also he defends well. I mean, if nothing else, and the Lakers need as much yeah, as they can get. I mean, the Lakers in the playoffs, they're going to have to face Donovan Mitchell, um, some like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I'm pretty sure Danny Green would wind up guarding one of those guys. It's not an ideal matchup, but if you're going to have LeBron guard the other, I don't know off the top of my head who would pick up the slack. I mean, the West is super talented. They have a lot of excellent guards. You know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, two more. If they were to play the Thunder, CP3 and Shea Gilders-Alexander, they need defense just as much as they need shooting. But they could live... Yeah, they need somebody that can guard Yeah, they could live without shooting because you still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis to fall back on. Those guys are giving you 50-55 points a night and shooting anywhere from 48 to 50% from the floor. I'm about to get emotional. It's pretty much been finalized that multiple draft picks and Mo Harkless. Who would it come from? Uh, Berman, which I'm gonna, oh, here, here. I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick a foot out for my guy Berman here. He gets some. Uh, he gets I love some when black. you open up someone's tweet and the first also, reply just says L. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So. <laughs> The other thing, too, Shams deleted his tweet about the James Ennis trade. Wow. How unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, James Ennis isn't going to be a difference maker. Yeah, unless they were goes, trading for Markel Fultz. I, I mean, these, like, yeah, it's like, it easy. sucks that the reporters are obligated to tweet out these trades that don't matter. It's like, because you know that they would probably just not do it. I mean, ignore them. Yeah, they let the teams. Yeah, or like give it to a local reporter, someone on the come up. Like you have Shams and Woj who are dealing with D'Angelo Russell and Andre Drummond, and you're gonna send them something about James Ennis. Like, come on, bro. You know that's not what he wants to hear. All right, we are 15 minutes out. I'm gonna pull up this post article real quick from Mark Berman. Uh, the Knicks, continuing their massive rebuild, are on the verge of trading their best player, Marcus Morris, to the Clippers for multiple draft picks, including a 2020 first-rounder and Mo Harkless. Now, uh, I don't know, man. I dislike, and I think uh, the rest of Knicks fans will likely agree with that. Yeah, I just, it doesn't seem like... It just seemed impossible to not get trade, a young guy. Yeah. Even if it... Yeah, even if it's going to be in the next draft, which I have my own reservations about the yeah, draft class. Yeah, this is class. not a strong so... draft class. I mean, the Clippers are going to have anywhere from the 25th to the 30th pick, most likely. I think right now they're at 28th. I mean, yeah, it's just it's not a strong draft class. And granted, I, I've been keeping abreast of the NBA for the last couple of years. Bro, who the fuck is Mifondu? Cabin, you want to know what? I'm not even gonna. Let's go to let's go to basketball reference. I don't either, but Terrence Mann is oh, like a man, good. He's like a good combo guard. This man isn't even in basketball references database. Neither of them are because they haven't Shut played. Up. There's no. I way. don't think they played. 
They definitely played for the G League. Yeah, but I, you can't. I don't think you can. Man search. has gotten minutes. I'm not sure you could, you have to go like into the G League. Let's see. Hold on. I'm gonna pull up the Clippers roster. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're yeah, on I've the they're on the man. roster. Fiondu, Cavangeli. <laughs> there we go. That's his name. That's my one. That's my biggest pet peeve. Oh, why did why didn't it? That's strange. Oh, I I know why. Oh, because they misspelled his name in the article, and I was going off of that and typed in the wrong name. Incredible incredible i thought yeah terrence Mann's nickname on basketball reference is stat stuffer so actually i'm not that upset that they didn't uh bro how did this make how did this man mark berman misspell both players names son how will will the celtics trade for davis that's the bro, i saw they wanted two first round picks for him yeah but i don't know man it just seems like the celtics they're like for years they had this huge pick stash and it's just like not what it used to be it's still like first rounders for sure but i think you know 259 if they go good first round high end second round maybe washington budgets yeah absolutely a phenomenal season I thought Capella was going to kill him. Can we t- can we talk about the Rockets for a minute? I don't understand. Absolutely. Like I just I don't get it. So they traded Capella, and they want PJ Tucker to play the five. Why? Why? Why is PJ Tucker going to play the five? I don't know. Uh, exactly. So now where are they at in the West? I wrote are they about six this. or seven. I think they're fifth. Wow. Okay. I expect a slide though. So, but either way, they right now are... if they start the playoffs, who's their opponent? Five. The yeah. I mean, I think it's the Jazz. You're gonna have to play Rudy Gobert, bro. Some. F- oh, Rockets are fourth. Rockets are fourth. Some fool climbed into my mentions the other day after I posted the link to the article that I wrote about trading Clint Capella and being dumb. And he was like, they need someone to guard LeBron and Kawhi and Paul George. And I didn't respond because, like, who, who's going to guard Rudy Gobert? Who's going to guard Anthony? Who's going to guard Anthony Davis? Who is going to guard Anthony Davis? Yeah. Bruno Caboclo? Good luck. Nobody. I'd rather have P.J. Tucker guard Anthony Davis over Bruno Caboclo. But then, if they were to play the Nuggets... Who's going to guard Nikola Jokic? Bro, even if they played the Thunder, who's going to guard Steven Adams? Yeah. Like, it just... And it's it's only because they've played so well without Capella, which is kind of mind-boggling to me, that they they think they went 10-1 and in the games he missed, and they beat some quality opponents. They beat Miami, they beat (laughs) Indiana, and they beat Utah. But shit's just different in the postseason because you have coaches who are going to game plan... Or not who will obviously going to game plan, but they have time to construct these game plans and then change them because you're seeing the same opponent at least four times. Like, I don't I don't see how the Rockets are going to come back for this. I don't think they do. Uh, 
you know, the way Wash put it on the special was just that this was like their final stand. You know, Maury and D'Antoni at the same time. Yeah, my friend, my friend Justin texted me yesterday. Uh, let's see what he said. Oh yeah, he pretty much, he pretty much said that Daryl Morey stopped caring. It's like, he's on his way. It's like he knows that he's on his way out, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. What's also, when did Robert Covington become the best defender in the NBA? Uh, it's been that way for a while now. <laughs> Easy, because that no, is a couple years. Yeah, swear to God. I just, I don't know. I mean, do we? I remember what kind of difference does he make for the Rockets? That's I'm curious. He doesn't. That's okay. what's unfortunate. He would if they still had a center because see, I was talking with Justin and my friend Matt yesterday. We did a we recorded a podcast for Justin. He was kind enough to invite us on and just like talk about the Knicks and the Nets or whatever. But I was telling them I gave them a little history lesson, right? And you know, teach these kids, man. Oh, so, we got wash. Has traded James Ennis to the Magic okay. for a second round pick. Second All round right, pick. fantastic, wonderful. <laughs> so, if you remember a couple years ago, I think it was the, uh, was it the twenty seven eighteen season, when the Rockets won sixty five games. Yeah. So, that team was perfect. When I say perfect, that they could not have been built any better. This team had zero flaws, right? They had. <laughs> the second best offense in terms of volume and the best in terms of efficiency on defense. They allowed the sixth fewest points and had the sixth, sixth best defensive rating. Now those That's metrics are, yeah. they're coming from basketball reference, which they deviate a little bit from the NBA's metric just because they calculate them differently, but it's still, it's going to be, it's only a couple points. It's not like they're going to be first, on basketball reference and then 17th on nba.com but look at this team right so you have james harden and chris paul in the backcourt right perfect thought alone i mean that would be a great backcourt i wonder if okc would consider a trade (laughs) You, you want to know what they should try to get kevin durant too why not oh crap so after that wait a second eric we got wash we got wash Oh, my my watch is freaking my watch is freaking the fuck out. The Marcus Morris trade has turned into a three team deal. What just happened? That will send Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers, and then Jerome Robinson will go to the Wizards. Now is that pick the twenty twenty pick? That's still the Clippers, right? Yeah, that's going to the Knicks. Yeah. So nothing really changed except the Clippers are getting Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, oh, so now Robert they add Thomas. Isaiah Thomas and Marcus yeah. Morris, which, as somebody who's had to watch Mark or Isaiah Thomas like it's my full time job, that's going to be blown out of the water. He is not good, dude. He is not good. Huh. No, you disagree. He just doesn't have to play. I mean, let's talk about it's it. I- he's Isaiah Thomas. I mean, I really don't want to talk yeah. about it because there's not much to say. I want to. I want to. I want to go back to teaching these youngins, right? So yeah. So you're teaching the youngins. I'm teaching the youngins. Now you have James Harden, Chris Paul, and Eric Gordon as your guards, pretty much, right? So you have playmakers to start, and then a playmaker who's going to come off the bench and give you 18 points a night, right? In the front court. And this is where things, this is where the Rockets really took it to another level. So they had PJ Tucker. 
They had Trevor Ariza. Oh yeah. And Luke Emba Mute. You have three very solid defenders to not only tackle all the wings in the West, but who can also switch. So your defense is now switchable because you have so much versatility. You then have Clint Capella in the middle. And Capella wasn't even at his best yet. He was still quality, but he wasn't anything. He wasn't really close to a ceiling. So that team did not win 65 games by mistake. They did not blast the Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz in back-to-back rounds by mistake. And they almost beat the Golden State Warriors. And you could argue that they would have had Chris Paul not gotten hurt. But ever since that happened, the team has just decided not to run it back. And, you know, whether it's because of ownership, being cheap, or Daryl Morey just wanting to make a drastic change, they should have done everything in their power to keep that team together. And now it's at its worst possible point because Clint Capella's gone. Like, the Rockets, two seasons ago, had the luxury of being able to lean on their defense when their offense went cold. And you know they were going to get cold in the postseason because that's what happens with them. James Harden, his shooting drops off in the postseason that almost every season. against the Spurs, yeah. Just nuts. Always. You know that you have to brace for the worst. And the worst is your effective field goal percentage dropping by four, five, maybe even six points. There was this one season where their EFG was like 53% in the regular season and then fell to 41 in the playoffs. If that were to happen this this year, there's nothing. What are they going to do? Nothing. And it's not like the defense was even that great when Capella was there, but I've, it was better. I don't. I don't. It was. It was better. Yeah. It wasn't historic, but it was good enough, right? And they didn't even try to plug their holes. They were just. They're so hell bent on offense that defense really doesn't matter to them anymore. And in this day and age, your team needs to be balanced on both ends. Like if you look at any champion from the 2010s, whether it's the Heat, the Spurs the Warriors, or the Raptors, what did those teams have in common? They were elite defenses and elite offenses, with the exception of the Spurs. Like they're el- The Spurs are elite in their own way. Not There aren't elite like how some of us would look at it now, but they got it done. Like you, They were able to do... They were able to make plays on both ends of the floor. And the Rockets, they, they don't have that. So as far as I'm concerned, their championship window is closed. I don't anticipate anything from the Rockets this season. Uh, in I'm fact, I didn't anticipate anything when they traded for Westbrook. Yeah. Mm. And I love I some Westbrook, but getting rid of Chris Paul was not the move. I don't think. They're just they're so lost. They're like the extreme. What the worst you could get by being strictly analytical is the Houston Rockets. Yeah, that may be it. I think we'll probably get one garbage time deal announced after the uh, 3 p.m. Yeah, I can't see any fucking blockbusters happening. All right. Anyway, in the meantime, now that I think we have a couple minutes, I just want to click quickly read off 
think for the most part, all the trades, with the exception of the ones that happened while we were talking. So the first big one was, of course, the four-team deal with the Rockets, Hawks, Nuggets, and Timberwolves. Now, insane. rapid fire, Rockets got Robert Covington. Um, they had Jordan Bell, but they don't have him anymore. And they also got the 20, 2024, I think, is it a, it's a second rounder from the Hawks in 2024? Whatever. Yeah. The Hawks have Clint Capella. They have Nene. And they're waving Chandler Parsons. The Timberwolves now have Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, Jared Vanderbilt, and they now have the Hawks' 2020 first round pick that came from Brooklyn. So if that if the Nets continue at this pace, the Wolves are looking at like a 15 or 16. Yeah, spot. mid range. Oh, and the Nuggets they have two first round picks, which um, includes Houston. Which I swear they were going to flip this yeah. spring. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed I. I would say forty percent of their making that move was likely with the idea that they were going to be able to make some blockbuster happen for Drew Holiday, but yeah, I think but that they still evaporated. just couldn't put together what New Orleans wanted or what yeah, it would take. I think to New Orleans. I don't think him. New Orleans was. Yeah, I don't think they were willing to move him unless the team trading for him offered like three picks. Oh yeah. And one of the top three players in their rotation. I mean, the you, you Hornets, have to. I'm the Hornets. If you wow them, they have to take it. That's just how it works. Yeah. But anything less than that, like the offer was almost, it was. It's like they constructed an offer that they knew no team could compete with, so they could just shut everybody out when they came calling. Uh, the Nuggets also got Shabazz Napier, who has since been traded. I forgot where he's going already. Um, Keita Bates Jop, Noah Vonley, and Gerald Green. Uh, we talked about the Heat and the Grizzlies. Gerald, man. You talk about a guy getting sold out what by a his run. Own hometown. Yeah. What a run. And then we got Sixers and Warriors. The Sixers, they did not trade for any bigs this season, astoundingly, or this uh, trade deadline. They got Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks, and they only needed to depart with three second-round picks, which that's a, that's a quality move. Impressive for all intents and purposes. I think they have problems yes. that run deeper than uh, Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson can fix, well, believe the, it or not. But the, the biggest thing, undeniably, is their perimeter shooting. That was if they needed if they could only address one problem this season, it's that because they've just been horrific. And it's even worse because they went out and brought in Al Horford. I mean, Al Horford and Joel Embiid. Both fantastic players, but I wouldn't consider either of them a stretch. Like a stretch five. And that's yeah. what they needed to be able to play together. I mean, Horford has some range, but he's not, at least I don't believe, that he's a high-volume guy. The problem is, I mean, they literally... <laughs> it was a rock and a yeah. hard place for Philadelphia because they had to. they have to have the size to compete with Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Which is quite the flex to say, hey, we're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and we're going to play Milwaukee. Uh, and that was before we knew how dominant Milwaukee was. Exactly. Uh, but they have to have the size to compete with those guys. But they ended up trading in perimeter shooting for size. Yeah. So much so that Al Horford was literally their leading three-point shooter going into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobias Harris shot better collectively last season between – uh, Los Angeles and Philly, but his stint in Philly has not proved the same results. He's not yeah. shot the ball well. He's not done anything well as far as I'm concerned, but it just, it never made sense. I can't, 
for Al Horford to be your best three-point shooter, there are going to be problems that arise. And they just, mm-hmm. I guess the idea was, hey, we'll get to the buyout market. We'll pull a small move like they just did with Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks, which you talk about a change of scenery for those two guys. Uh, they're going to be going from a place where they had the green light at all times to man. only shoot when no one else is open. Yeah, and Glenn Robinson, this man's been putting up, he's been putting up numbers. He's shooting 40%. On three and a half nightly attempts. That's, that's I like good. that. That's that's accurate. That's efficient. And he this he was playing damn near thirty two minutes, bro. Last season he was at thirteen with the Pistons. He's playing two and a half times as many minutes. Let's, let's check on Alec. Fucking idiot. And that's my problem because I just when you and when I, you move guys from such a situation where they've got such a green light to shoot it, and you bring them to a contender where they're gonna have to take the sixth and seventh. Well, seventh and eighth seat, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Glenn Robinson, he was kind of, he was given the green light just because, I mean, we'd have the green light with the Warriors. Like, what what do they have to lose? Yeah, that kid, uh, Damian Lee, I mean, he shoots the ball no matter what, just whenever it touches his hands, whether he's Honest, open or not. Yeah. I love it. It's like it's like an AAU team. But they're just, just going to shoot the ball. Burks That's is it. averaging 29 minutes. He was getting 4.7 attempts from three. Let's see how many shot attempts. So he was getting 13 shot attempts total uh, per game where he was averaging 16 points. Those numbers are going to look a lot different. Yeah, but still shooting 37.5% from three. Like, yeah, you don't mind it. I mean, hey, that's for three second-round picks, again, that's that's the move. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we have the Hawks and the Kings. Hawks getting Dwayne Dedman and two of Sacramento's picks, 2020 and 2021. The Kings getting Alex Len and Jabari Parker. Um, I believe, I think it was Mark Stein who tweeted that they really did this move so that way it could ensure them re-signing Bogdan Bogdanovich this summer because Deadman had some egregious contract. And then... What did he get? Did he what? get two years, like $27 million? I'm, We're about to look it up. He got three years, $40 million. Oh, Jesus. I wouldn't have paid him the two seven two twenty seven. Those are the kings. Those are the kings for you. <laughs> yeah. And then, I'm sure Alex Len and Jabari Parker. Alex makes like firing. four and a half. Jabari makes like. I don't know what Jabari makes. He got a new deal in I Atlanta. Think... I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So Len is an expiring on four and a half million. Not bad. Boom. Um, Jabari. Oh. Wow. He's making no bread. Did he sign for the minimum? He signed a two-year deal worth thirteen million. Okay, yeah. The Wizards paid him twenty million. Yeah, well, they paid him twenty million because of the deal that he signed with Chicago. Yeah, and they got off that auto porter, which looks a lot better now. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, the Kings are definitely. They want to. <laughs> they want to keep Bogdan Bogdanovich. They they want to keep him and can't can't blame him. Very very good young player. Um. Okay, so you're not doing anything. Wonderful. Uh, we talked about. I think we talked about everything. There was Scalavissier going to uh, Atlanta. Jordan Bell to Yeah. Yeah, you know, just a bunch of deals that really don't matter. Can we talk about D'Lo? We can, even though we talked about him already. No, I mean, let's. How much better are the Timberwolves going to be? <laughs> I want to. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. That's your guy. Probably not much. That's my guy, but 
Listen, I was never sold on, on D'Angelo Russell as uh, no. I was never sold on D'Angelo Russell as the guy. No deals for the Pacers. Okay, wonderful. Even when he was with the Nets, never sold on it. So now he's in Minnesota. He's not the guy, which is good. Carl Anthony Towns is the guy, but the rest of the roster is Kaka. Did you see what their their potential starting lineup was? It, Let me see if I can find it. I don't Somebody even tweeted it earlier. I think it was Kraus. So Jeff Teague's not with them anymore. Robert Covington's not with them anymore. Napier's gone. Jop's gone. Gorgie Dang's gone. Von Lee's gone. Here we go. You ready? Yes, please. Potential starting lineup after the trade. D'Angelo Russell, Jarrett Culver, Malik Beasley, Juan Aaron Gomez, and Carl Anthony Timmons. I'm not sure if the Wolves got better or worse. It's tough because we know we know Carl Towns is a star. We know D'Angelo Russell is a star. Carl Towns is argue is statistically he's an All NBA player. He's he's just stuck on a bad team. D'Angelo Russell is an All Star. Now Jarrett Culver, he's a very interesting prospect because I was super high on him coming out of Texas Tech. I thought he would fit in perfectly with whatever team drafted him. Obviously. Hasn't played that well. He's also a rookie, so you'll have to give him probably two or three more years. Just yeah, to and I'll tell you what, he's going to have a bigger at. role now. He's going to have a what? He's going to have a bigger role now, which is good. Oh, for sure. Uh, Malik Beasley, another guy who might be good. He was solid with the Nuggets last season, but for whatever reason, he's playing fewer minutes, and that has just – that's thrown him for a loop because his numbers – they're down across the board. I mean, he was shooting 70, 70, 74, 47% from the field last year and 40% from three. And now he's sub 40 overall and down to 36 from three. Like, he could very well bounce back. And playing for a lottery team might be better off because the Nuggets, it, they're a young team, but they're going for they're going for a title. They're not going for a playoff appearance. I mean, and you can tell just by how they treat Michael Porter Jr. He's not getting a lot of minutes because he's a young guy who is coming off missing a whole season, and they're not going to put him in a position to where either his confidence is going to be shot by playing badly or where his, or he's just going to be a detriment to the team overall. But Yeah, I just love that I Minnesota signed is, on for restricted free agency times two. This is interesting. It's a very obscure roster they have right now. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I just. I think okay, the biggest so... thing in doing it was just making sure that Carl Anthony Towns is happy because now he's playing with one of his homies. Yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big thing too. Um, buyout news. Vincent Goodwill is saying that Reggie Jackson may be bought out, which would be good mm. for the Lakers. Uh, Windhorse is saying that the chances of a Tristan Thompson buyout are through the roof now for whatever reason. Um, that the Celtics are the main suitor, which would be good too. Bro, how is what this man get? Reggie Jackson shooting better from three than he is from two? What? I don't what? know. He's actually he's played well in a couple games now? this year. 
Man, it must suck being him. Oh, it really does. He was so good. <laughs> he was so good that first season in Detroit. Dude. And then, like, his body has just failed him. My favorite thing, because I've been on Reggie Jackson Island for a long time. Don't ask me why. I think it's whenever Westbrook got injured, I got really Probably because he was a good player. Yeah, with uh, with his play style and everything. But I just read uh, – you listen to the Low Post, right? Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. I so, really don't listen to a lot of basketball podcasts, as weird as that is. Yeah, I've just now gotten around to it. I'm sure that I'll phase out. Uh, but I've been doing overkill to kind of catch up for everything that I've missed. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach had Steven Adams on. He wrote a book. It's called My Life, My Fight. Strongly recommend anybody listening. Didn't, yeah, yeah, I was about to ask. Didn't you just read that? Yeah, you can get on Amazon for like 12 bucks. It's awesome. Uh, but he talks about Reggie Jackson in that book, and he's just like, nobody fucking liked that guy. He's like, everything you read about him being a bad locker room guy is true. He's just terrible. Damn. And you have to believe it because Steven Adams is such a genuine guy. Oh, he's just straight up. He's not the kind of guy who lies about anything, from what oh I can God. tell. I mean, I read his you know autobiography. Damn. I basically know him. Yeah, you're pretty. You're basically best friends now. <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah, what are you gonna wild. do? Reggie Jackson and, and Tristan Thompson on the buyout market would be probably the most exciting buyout market that we've had in a while. <laughs> as far as just like I names involved, how do you feel about the trade yeah. deadline as a whole? Uh, I'm interested. I just think. It was okay, but I was. Were you expecting <laughs> more enough, or less? I think I was expecting more, but there, there's a reason for this, right? So, ironically enough, I was listening to Woj talk with Bobby Marks the other day. Yeah, I was I on my way to the gym. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were talking about, you know, just the potential deals for the East and the West, like the elite teams in those conferences, and. Bobby Mark said something to the, to the extent that we were spoiled last year. Like, he mentioned 29 trades. Now, I don't know if that was everything as a whole or, like, up to the deadline. I think it might have been everything as a whole. But I feel like it was everything as a whole. That's a lot he had of said, trades. He had said that we had five, I think, at the time of that recording. That's that's a lot. Yeah. 29 trades is a lot. It's a lot of deals. That's Even if it's only two players getting moved, it's 60 players from – it's about 60 players changing locations. So maybe we were spoiled after that, but I mean, there weren't many bad moves. I will say that. That was kind of, I don't know if it shocks me or like what, but most teams seem to have an idea of what they were looking for and no one made a move just to make a move, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think anybody forced anything. Um, maybe if there's going to be a trade for that argument, it's the Wolves deal, but it was something that was imminent. It was just a matter of timing. So Yeah. I mean, uh, you could also argue that about the Knicks, and I'm probably going to get smited just for saying this because as a Nets fan, I'm not allowed to talk shit about the Knicks, even though I also talk shit about the Nets when they suck because they suck right now, let's be this honest. Is true. Yeah. I call it I call it as I see it. The Knicks deal, it's not a bad deal, but not getting someone like Landry Shamit definitely hurts. Yeah, but I think that ex- you know motherfucker Mark Stein Shams, what you got? Uh, the Lakers are expected to give free agent guard Run it. Smith a post trade deadline audition. J.R. Smithers back. Yo, hold up, Josh Rich Josh Richardson <laughs> led a I'm players only too. meeting Wednesday to galvanize the team. What is this man Josh Richardson doing? No disrespect, but. 
why is one of your three best players not calling that team meeting? I know. He's like, what is he, the fifth best player in their starting lineup? <laughs> I mean is he better than Tobias Harris? Maybe. I don't know. That'd be that'd be an let's interesting pull, argument. Let's pull up the numbers. Uh so we got fifteen three and three from Josh on forty three about forty four percent shooting. Now what do we got? For the Long Island native Tobias Harris. All right, so Tobias Harris is a little bit better. Okay. 19.6 boards. I believe it. Three assists. He's more versatile. All right, so Josh Richardson is the fifth best player on that team. He's the worst why player in the call- starting lineup, as I like why to Why is he calling a team meeting? It's not his responsibility. I'm not saying that he like that he shouldn't try to rally the team, but... Yeah, maybe somebody that's repped by clutch Why sport. should that fall on him? <laughs> I don't know. Bro, we got Al Horford, who is supposedly this, you know, he's like the intangible guy. You know, he does all these things that don't show up in the box score or whatever. Well, team meetings are one of those things. Like, shouldn't it be his responsibility or Embiid's responsibility to bring the team together and be like, hey, guys, listen, instead of Josh strolling up and being like, what's going on? Are we are we doing something? I'm- right. Man. That's the last thing you expect to read. I don't know. That's interesting. Can we, uh, so I saw something the other day, and this I, man, I was so happy to see something like this. They were, <laughs> they were talking about how the Celtics had issues over the last couple of years, and the blame immediately shifted to Kyrie. But then someone proposed the question the other day, and again, I'm sorry that if you listen to this, I, I think that was James. Was. I'm pretty sure that was James. I saw it a couple times. Yeah, I did too. A, so it yeah, was a couple enough. times. Not, it was like, not miscredit. so when are we gonna? They were like, when are we gonna start talking about Al Horford being terrible for the locker room? And I'm like, you know what? We'll start this dialogue. Why not? I'm putting the blame on Kyrie. Get the fuck out of here. All right, you ready for this? <laughs> what are we talking about? I wish I could ask you this question, but it's too obvious based on the fact that I have to ask it. Uh, oh no! This is for Cavs Twitter shouts. Andre Drummond, Cavs Andre Drummond, is averaging more assists than which Cavaliers player right now? Oh, Colin Sexton. I see it. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Woo, dude, man, hold up. While we're talking about Drummond's passing, I wrote something a couple years ago about how this man Andre Drummond was quietly one of the best passing bigs in the league. Right? Well, it's this whole time that we thought this man, that. We were going to see him at center next to Kevin Love. What if he actually plays point guard? Let me know how this man, Andre Drummond, tripled his assist average in one season. He went from 1.1 to 3. Yeah. Like, what years was How does this happen? This was 2016-17 to 2017-18. Okay. I was like, I was kind of, I was kind of shocked. That Hold is up. interesting. What are we doing here? I love that, though. It was just shocking. I love weird stats. They're the best. Celtics did not make a trade. Okay. So the Celtics Celtics. So the Celtics didn't trade. The Pacers didn't trade. The Thunder didn't trade. Um Nobody traded. <laughs> I wonder who else The Suns else didn't, didn't trade. trade. Did you say that? No one traded except the Cavaliers and the Pistons. The Suns didn't trade. They had Tyler Johnson's um, expiring contract the didn't and they trade. didn't trade him. I thought Kelly Oubre was going to be moved. I did too. 
once the report came out because that's big Kelly Oubre guy. I feel like big that Kelly Oubre guy right unless here. like both parties are looking to split up. You know what I mean? It's such a weird situation. Like I don't think Kelly yeah. Oubre. I mean, that's not a name that you expect to see in true like trade rumors. As far as like he's a great piece next to Booker and Aiton. Yeah, but he also has a lot of value right now. Yeah, and the and the Kennard thing that contract, was weird, huh? And he's. Yeah, that was that was that every was trade deadline. You get the one like really obscure trade that never happens, but Waj like reports mm-hmm. extensively on it. And the, the Kennard yeah. to Phoenix it's like this, this could one. happen. Uh, as a whole, though, like I'm pretty pleased as an NBA fan with the trade deadline. I mean, I think that coming from somebody who hasn't showered since like Tuesday, uh, because I'm afraid to leave my phone. <laughs> I'm pretty pleased. Uh, you leave it on. Leave it on like. The bathroom yeah. sink, just so I can see it from the shower. To see when you hear the yeah. tank. No, uh, I was trying to shave this morning. <laughs> I was, I was so elated. Listen, so last night I'm in my bed. I had just got done hanging out with the homies, right? The Nets game was over, and so at this point it's like 10:30, 11. There's no reason for me to be up. So I go to bed. I wake up extra early because I had to go to the to the gym this morning, since I didn't go yesterday, nor did I go Monday. So I get up, I get out of bed. I'm at the gym by nine o'clock. Now I gave myself an hour max to be at the I gym. I respect it. So I go to the gym. Priorities. Nothing yeah. happens. No, no trades. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool. So I'm in the shower. I'm doing my thing, washing up, washing my hair, washing my face, all that good stuff. No trades. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna push my luck a little bit. So I had to shave because I hadn't shaved in about ten days or so. And I, I'm not talking just like a minor cleanup. I had to do the whole thing. I had to trim. I had to edge my neck up, all that. I was able, I was able to do all that. And while it was happening, the biggest piece of news that broke was the Knicks signing Leon Rose to be their new president of basketball. As of like this morning. Yeah. I woke up to like so many notifications and it all said Knicks. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then it was just, yeah, they hired somebody. This is, this is funny. The other night, speaking of waking up to notifications, this was Tuesday night. I go to sleep Tuesday night, and I didn't really check my phone for the latter half of the evening just because I had been looking at it all day, and I just kind of wanted to watch the best. I just wanted to watch the games and relax or whatever. So I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning, and I'm on Twitter, and people are talking about this four-team trade. I'm like, shut the hell up. <laughs> what are, what trade are they talking about? I Because they were speculating about it the day before. I'm like, they're still they're still talking about this? What's going on? And so I go to Woj's feed. And what what do I realize? That they did a 14 trade. You slept through it. And I I didn't notice. I slept through it. Not only did I sleep through it, I woke up and was about two hours into my day before I realized that there was a 14 trade that happened. And it was the Clint Capella trade. The trade that I was explicitly keeping my eye on for most of Tuesday. I was like... What's happening? So, How did this happen? Trey Young and Capella. Thoughts? What about him? I'm asking you. Yeah? I like it. I like Capella. I th- I, As I've already said, I don't think the Rockets should have traded him, but whatever. I mean, he's nothing special. Like, he's not an elite center, as I'm fiddling with my headphones. He's not a generational talent, but he's a quality, modern big. 
He's someone who is going to catch lobs, rim run, and play see. defense. Alongside someone like Trey Young. I'll be sure to see if the gonna, John Collins situation continues as is uh, its trajectory. I don't see why they... I don't know. I just feel like John Collins is his best as a rim runner. Do you want both those guys playing the same thing? Obviously, Capella's, like, huge, but... I'm ready. I mean, I'm going to blow your mind right here. John Collins. Watch out for him. All right. Okay, I was just about to say, I know he can shoot the three ball. All right, here we go. From But now... Now, shooting three... Nightly attempts, 3.7. Okay. At this rate, he's gonna he's gonna be like a stretch four okay. within a, within enough. another season or two. It inspires some faith. I mean, putting up twenty and ten. Who's that? Capella. Twenty or? and ten. Yeah, it's gotta be Capella. What? No shit. John Collins. It's time to put some respect on John Collins' name. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it was because he got off the to this PED. hot start at the beginning of the season, but then Does. he got hit with that PED suspension. Yep. So. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Also, averaging 1.7 blocks a night. I didn't realize John Collin was a defensive force. So, I mean, I don't see any reason why they can't work together if Collins is an average three-point shooter. Yeah. Uh, You've given me enough to where I'm going to hold off on not believing. I'm not going to believe, but I'm not going to not believe. Yeah, I'm going to give it the rest of the season. I'd say give it a season. Uh, I'll be conservative. I'm going to give it to the end of the season. (laughs) Nah, you have to give it till the next trade deadline because if it doesn't work out, John Collins might be the hot. He might be the the hottest name. No, that's true. No, that's that's very true. Teams teams Teams, are going to want a twenty and ten guy who can shoot thirty six percent from three. And uh, next season, oh yeah, Yeah, he'll be an expiring contract next season. So. So even if he does flop, which is unlikely, you're only yeah, out for no. Million. That's not bad at all. You probably get a, uh, you probably get a good deal for him. Um, everything's done. Everything's wrapped up. Yeah. Winners of the deadline. Still Miami for the most part. For the most part. Are you sticking with Miami? Yeah. For the uh, winners. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah I'm sticking with Miami. I'm trying to think. I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Miami. Why not? We got people waving. People getting waved. Guards, specifically. Yeah, Trey Burke, Tim Frazier. Oh my god, everybody's getting waved. My watch won't stop vibrating. Everybody getting waved. Tim Frazier, uh, Trey Burke. So, Miami wins the deadline. Losers. Mm-hmm. I feel like my bias wants me to say Knicks, but Detroit or Detroit. the Suns? I think the Suns had the yeah, makings to put together something, and they decided to stay put. I don't think they – Kevin Love never made sense for them. Mm. I, I didn't want them to do Kevin Love. Maybe? That's fine, but yeah. Who, for the I Suns? I didn't like him next to um, Aiden. Yeah. Just seems kind of awkward. Yeah. I don't know. Would be weird to bring him in though. Yeah. I don't think the Knicks I just were think, that bad actually. Yeah. It could have been much worse. They could have they could have oh my god, they could have 
This could have been so bad for them. I mean, it was it was already kind of bad not getting a quality yeah. young player in return for Marcus Morris, but it could have been much worse. Like, I thought, I don't know if I already said this. I might have. But I thought that once it was known that Sham was off the table, that they were just going to stop talking. Yeah, and that would have made sense because they could have just... Because they, who else, like, um, they didn't want anybody else. They could have pivoted elsewhere. That's a good point, yeah. But no, I think they really wanted that. Mm-hmm. I do think they messed I up. I do too, not going um, especially after though. seeing the Minnesota package. We have so many... Bro, we have so many first-round picks. Uh, I think Shams just tweeted it after the Morris trade. We have seven picks. The Knicks. Who's we? The Knicks. I'm sorry. Let me stop. Oh. Let me speak more in the third person. The Knicks have so many first-round picks. Yeah, I know. I hate when people do that. I hate when people say we in yeah, reference well. to their favorite team. I'm like, bro, stop. You'd be surprised. Are you on the team? Congratulations. Uh, the Knicks have like seven. It's not, is it seven first-round picks in the next three years? Something crazy. And they couldn't give up one or maybe two to top Minnesota's offer. But I think that the um I think the Warriors were kind of twisting oh, their no, arm. No one hundred percent, yeah. With Mitch. Because that was from what I saw, that was the that yeah, was maybe the that one reason the trade wouldn't go through. Maybe they just hung up the phone. Mitch would be absolutely maybe. nuts I mean, in Golden State. I don't think they should have traded Mitch, <laughs> if I'm being honest. If it comes down if it came down to that Oh yeah! If it came down to that, <laughs> little little shams bomb. Uh, Isaiah Thomas getting waived. That's interesting. Ah, uh, yeah. Lakers. That's the best part about the internet. That's the best part about the internet. When some, Lakers, <laughs> when someone gets yeah. waived, it's just Lakers. I like the Lakers. Every they single pick up Collison and Smith. Lakers. Jr. I don't mind that. It's just when's the last yeah. time a LeBron team didn't make a move at the deadline? Do you think they just dug themselves too far in the hole with the uh, Anthony Davis trade? Maybe. Especially after their free agency. I mean, they just don't really have many things to move. Yeah. Also, they like, they don't. Yeah, they really. See, that's what kind of stinks about LeBron led teams because it's like he always gets stuck with like below average players for the most part but he makes them look so great that you forget that they're average but they outside of that they really don't have anyone to trade because a lot of the guys why the fuck did they sorry i'm getting mad like the value for those guys is going to be different when you take into account yeah. that they won't no, be entirely that's what makes it so James. hard you know uh, but that's a part of having you know that's a small price that you pay having the best player in the game Exactly. No, I mean, I th- is there anything else left to cover? I think we got plenty of real time reactions. <laughs> we got the drum and trade in the mix. That was awesome. That's perfect. yeah, dude. The drum and trade <laughs> while we were live. That was amazing. Here we go. I'm a little sad that nothing else happened. Seventeen trades. Seventeen trades. I think is the final count. A little bit. A little bit. And it doesn't feel like it, I know, but damn. Yeah, because they always, you know, 
they're obligated to include the uh, <laughs> a second round. Right? You know, the ones yeah. where it's like, oh, James Ennis for. I'm surprised the Bucks didn't machine. do anything too, but I think they'll just wait for the buyout market. Yeah, I respect it. It's kind of like if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's what Bobby Mark said about the Warriors a couple like throughout their dynasty. They really yeah. didn't trade. Seventeen trades does include no reason to. the James Ennis trade, the Derek Walton Jr. trade, Bruno trade, Skull trade. So really, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at ten, like actual NBA grade trades. So okay, that's fair. Right. All right, then. <laughs> Andre Drummond Anything just tweeted else? Kevin Love a bunch of emojis. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm surprised the Knicks didn't move Dennis Smith. Facts. That's another thing. Love it. But I love it. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, um, from what I heard, nobody won. His him. last game, though. I thought that he just like... And I can't say I blame them. For the last like two weeks, he's looked like a guy who just like does not care. And then he came out and had like three steals in the first half. Send yeah, I mean, hey, maybe... Send him to the G Humble League. them. Humble those young kings. Send him and Kevin Knox to the G League. Yeah. I don't think it's a confidence issue with Dennis Smith. I think get that their he confidence back. is just pissed off about his situation. He's got an ego. I think That's why he was sent away from Memphis. I mean, uh, Dallas. Maybe. Yeah? I think they all have egos. I think all NBA You think Carmelo Anthony has an ego? <laughs> I have an ego. Why wouldn't, it, why wouldn't an elite athlete have an ego? You think Jimmy Butler has an ego? <laughs> Maybe not anymore, but he definitely yeah. did at one point. I'm sure of it. I'm Big sure time. of it. Everybody has egos. I don't care. Until you get like, until you're like, I like it. 35. That's when your ego stops. It's like, especially if you're an athlete, an athlete like Carmelo Anthony, it's like, you're a Hall of Famer. Why? You don't need an ego anymore. It was cool when you were, you know, in your prime. But yeah. So yeah, so it's interesting you, now. You're I wonder. Hall of Fame. Because okay. the Clippers are waving Thomas, I wonder what that. It seemed like a thing where it was like, okay, now the Lakers are going to get Collison. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that looks like now. Now it's kind of back to Clippers Lakers. Uh, the Clippers. Yeah, and that's why they need, they need bigs. Tristan Thompson, if they he gets bought out, court. that'd be huge. Right. So right now, their front court is big week right so you technically you technically have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the front court but they're not bigs so after them your primary big is Montrez Harrell now Harrell very Harrell is a fantastic player right but he's only one guy he's not he's not gonna do everything by himself they have Jermichael Green and they have Zubak but are those guys quality backups upon whom you can rely in the postseason? Because the Clippers, any move they make has to be influenced by how they view themselves performing in the playoffs. They're the third team in the West, second team in the West, excuse me. They're playoff bound. Now, do they pursue someone like Tristan Thompson? Maybe. Maybe not him per se, but someone who fits that vein. Like a second Montrez Harrell, someone who's just going to be there to grab rebounds and just walk around the paint. I mean, Harrell's giving you 19 points. I don't expect that off of anybody on the buyout market, 
but just someone in short yeah. defense. I mean, hey, and Joe Kim Noah, he's unemployed. A presence, you know. <laughs> All right, All dude. Right. We, I'm gonna go bathe because it's safe yeah. now. <laughs> it is safe to uh, clean. All right, man. Before you leave, well, let, let's hope so. There are still details rolling in. Oh, it probably will. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it's going to be anything something. Big. Something okay. just got sent through the fax machine. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Whatever. It's like, yeah. There, it's there. <laughs> Miami. Still. On the phone yeah. with. Uh, Same press. He actually built a time machine. Oklahoma City and he trying went to get this Gallinari deal at the buzzer. Jesus. Like, we'll, tra- we'll trade you Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill for Danilo Gallinari. I love it. Hi folks, it's me again. Uh, This big idiot right here forgot to record an outro during the actual recording, so here I am. Uh, Thank you to Colin, of course. Uh, You can go follow him on Twitter, at Cologne Loring. I will link that in the description, as well as my Twitter in the description box as well. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see everybody next week. Bye!